Talking to the top of it. 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 That was good. Yeah. I always wonder why we don't have a band. I don't know. I harmonized with you. You did. You kind of went like above or below it. That's exactly what harmonies are. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for both harmonizing and also for encouraging me on my definition of it. You're welcome. I'm. If you just heard that <laughs> smash, it's because my elbow just went through glass. Because you smashed it. We had to do a little pop-up event, a podcast pop-up <laughs> at Lara's house because uh, we couldn't do it at my house this week. And I got a baby sleeping in a crib. Yeah, she's watching a baby. Don't have to go into all the details, but that's true. We've already said too much. Yeah, no one cares. All right, so, so pop up event. Yeah, so talking to the dub of it. <laughs> we're also hey. past that. Hi. <laughs> uh, we're in the middle of Adam's axe. That's going well. We sure are. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that next episode. We're halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wanted to tell you that you're a cow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's great. You, yep. That's what Why? I'm here to share. Why? Um, okay. So yesterday I shared a post. So if, if you already follow me on social media, you're going to have to kind of forgive me because um, I already kind of shared this, but I thought it might not hurt to unpack it a little bit more since... I got a lot of messages about this and I got a lot of comments, just mm. people saying like this was super timely and this something that they really needed to hear. I And um, just coming out all honesty, I totally missed your post yesterday. Yeah. Well, I'm going to so unpack it for I don't want to pretend else. like I saw it because just didn't see it. Yeah. That's totally fine. Okay. Um, Thanks for thank you for that vulnerable moment where you really conf- <laughs> confessed. Yeah, that. you're welcome. It took a lot, I but I didn't want to pretend like I knew what you were talking about today because I actually don't <laughs> really know what you're going to talk about. You just said that like you normally do pretend that you know what I'm talking. I about. I do <laughs> every episode. I pretend. Uh, me too. Same. Um, so I, yeah. So, anyways, I just thought maybe we could talk about it a little bit more in depth today. Um, so here's basically what I shared. So actually, Jeff Pilcher told me about this. It's a phenomenon mm. um, uh, where there's this, like this spot um, in the Colorado, the Colorado Rockies, where like a pasture opening kind of thing in the base of all these mountains, where cow and buffalo both roam. Roam. Yeah. And they operate very similarly as land beasts. Hmm. They are land beasts. <laughs> they are. Um, I'm, my goal is to say beast as many times as possible today. Okay. Um, so anyways, when, uh, but they, so they operate pretty similarly, but there's like this one distinct difference and there's been some studies done on how cows and buffalo respond to a storm that I think is Uh. really fascinating. So basically when a herd of cows sense that a storm is coming down over the Rocky mountains, like from the West, they turn and they run east to try to outrun the storm. Ah. Which is like a fairly decent, like... Uh, Response? Yeah, I think so. Having that, like, impulse to run from a storm makes sense. Like, right. you would think from an evolutionary standpoint, that wouldn't be the worst instinct. It sounds familiar. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you. You're a cow. So they turn... <laughs> this is run. why you've called me a cow. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yep. you're already tracking. 
Um, okay, but so the problem is that cows are not really all that fast. They are pretty slow, right? Um, or at least not faster than a storm. And so what ends up happening is that eventually the storm catches up with them. And while the cow is trying to outrun the storm, they're actually inadvertently caught in the storm. They're just running along with the storm. Hmm. Whereas buffaloes do the opposite. Do you say buffaloes or buffalo? I, I think, think buffalo is plural. I agree. So scratch that. Buffalo do the exact opposite. They, When they sense the storm coming, they actually turn toward the storm, face it head on. Really? Mm-hmm. And when the storm like kind of rolls over that ridge coming from the west, they turn and they like turn toward the west and they charge the storm. Huh. Which you would think is the dimmer animal. But um, the cows actually maximize their pain and frustration and discomfort because they're running with the storm. They end up in the storm for so much longer because they're trying to avoid it. Whereas buffalo, when they charge into the storm, it's passing at a certain speed and they're blasting in the other direction at a certain speed. So they get through the storm much quicker. Hmm. And so it minimizes their pain and their discomfort and their frustration. Wow. And so what I think is really fascinating about that is the storm itself doesn't actually change. Like the storm isn't shorter. It's not less severe. It's not less powerful for Mm -hmm. the buffalo. It's just the buffalo experience the storm differently because they aren't trying to run away from it. Yeah. And I think that's really fascinating. That is fascinating. So what are you? A cow or a bull? Uh, first of all, or, it's cow I mean, or a, a cow buffalo. Or a buffalo. <laughs> I think I've been accused of being a bull enough times well, that I'm sensitive it, wait, about is it. Is a bull a male cow? Yeah, but they are problematic in all analogies. Yeah, because this whole bull time I've been thinking shop, of a bull, but it's buffalo. Bull. Yeah, it's a buffalo. I'll think of the bills. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I think that it, by nature, I'm probably a buffalo. I am more of a like, there's something happening here Mm -hmm. like if there's like a tension between me and another person i hate that feeling so does the cow but the cow hates it so much they avoid like trying to confront it but then they end up feeling it for so much longer right whereas i hate it so much that i am like i gotta talk about this with this person like what's going on sure um and so yeah so i the reason i shared this was because yesterday was sort of full of buffalo moments. I had these mm. meetings with clients where I just had to share perspectives that I knew were going to be not hurtful, but like they were going to hurt. They were like sensitive yeah. topics. And um, I had to have like some conversations about friendships and things that were like harming hmm. people around us. And I I had to like kind of confront some things. Right. And there, I've seen so many people in this same situation trying to outrun this conflict and outrun the tension and outrun mm. the storm. And we're like three years in now. Right. And it's like, guys, we got to be Buffalo. We got to just turn and face it and mm. say, this is, this has to stop. So I try to do that in like as loving a, a way as possible. But I went in like a Buffalo yesterday and I was just, it was heavy. When you, Doing that with other buffalo or other cows? I was doing it with like mostly with cows, mm-hmm. but then the final crescendo <laughs> buffalo moment was with um, a bull ran in. No, it was okay. more like a 
like a jellyfish. <laughs> How do they run from a storm? They kind of don't. Tidal wave. They yeah. kind of don't. They're not. They are they're the not. Storm. No, they just are like, they're just kind of floating mm-hmm. and not acknowledging anything that's happening. Right. But then once you get close, they just sting you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I was a buffalo that got stung by a jellyfish, which is like a phenomenon that you would rarely see in nature. Yeah, right. <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> taking a photo of that, send it in. We'll post it. <laughs> I think it depends what scenario I'm in because for me, when there's conflict between like a friend or coworker or I don't know, when it's something that's like I can actually make a difference with like one on one, I usually will confront that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if there's something that I know is coming, or just sort of something smaller lingering around, that's why I'm almost hoping it just goes away. Mm-hmm. Or I, it depends. I feel like yeah, I've seen you be a buffalo. Like in the moment, you could be like, "Okay, really? Like, right. no, let's talk about what's going on." Yeah. Or just seem like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Just you're, it, you can be a buffalo. Yeah, I, I weigh on what what's worth bringing up. But yeah. sometimes if I don't bring something up, it becomes a bigger thing. Sure. So it's not always wise. But no, I that's can see interesting. that. I I think the the cow moments for you is when you have like this um, uh, very generous view of someone, mm-hmm. where you're like giving the benefit of the doubt. You can benefit of the doubt yourself into like eternity until into a major storm that didn't yeah. need to be there. No, that's true. I uh, I think that's definitely a weakness of mine. That's the Capuana way. It is. I think the benefit of the doubting is a is like a Believing very the best for somebody. Yes, but you get bit by the jellyfish, stung, <laughs> stung. If jellyfish you will. aren't really biting. Uh, You'll get stung in those ways a lot. Yeah. I've found. Yeah, for sure. And I I guess the reason I think it's resonating with people is everybody feels like they're either in a storm or a storm is imminent because we live on planet Earth. Right. And there's usually a storm of brewing in some area of Mm -hmm. our lives at all times. And our instinct is usually to be like, if I do this, then maybe I can avoid it altogether. Sure. And I think there's some reasonable you know, approaches that you take to try to like curtail damage or to troubleshoot your life. So you aren't constantly in a storm, but I have found that with correction or chant, like confronting something or someone or something that is like an interpersonal relational issue where it's, those are things, those are things that are very rarely going to just fizzle on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in, in most scenarios, I think being a Buffalo and just facing it and say, okay, I see what's coming. I'm accepting what is the reality of what is, is right in front of you and like going, walking into the tension of it Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, I'm going to show up. I'm going to go through this intentionally instead of like running from it. And then it feels too, like it's happening to you. Right. And you feel like a victim when you're running from a storm that is, it feels like, oh, the storm is chasing me. Sure. It's like, well, no, you knew where the storm was headed and you ran in the same direction slowly. Yeah. You dim cow. Yeah. I I, uh, I remember 
I think this is said by a bunch of people, but you're either going into a storm in the middle of a storm or coming out of one. Right. And so not that you always should live life like bracing for impact because that's probably not a healthy way to live, but I think you're always at least going through something or something's coming up. Mm -hmm. And so just knowing mentally I need to, I've learned where I have to just like switch mentally of like, I need to take this head on. Yeah. And not just let it go, whatever my, like actually analyze it, not just do what internally feels like the best to do, but I have to look at what I'm going to do in like another week of mm-hmm. being like, am I still going to be thinking about this in a week? Because right. I've learned that when I do take care of something and I can sleep at night, like I don't even think about it anymore. But if yeah. I don't take care of this now, it's going to be on my mind for the next seven yes. days. Well, yeah, right. because you're it's there's no resolve. Right. You're waiting for there to be some resolution. Sure. And this sense the in between can be so painful for yeah. people. Like we're humans are made for resolve. Like yeah. in a story, if a story doesn't resolve, you're like <sighs> what? Yeah. Next episode. Yeah. Click next episode. Yeah, that's you why need that. <laughs> like and that's an an actual the t- <laughs> That was Scout. She agreed with that point. Whenever we dog. hear a noise, you and I look at each other. Our uh, eyes wide-eyed. get so enormous. Like, yeah, like an alien <laughs> just blasted through the window into uh, the living room. But it was uh, just a dog growling. But just like when you're watching Netflix and are like, okay, I got to watch it next time. <laughs> yeah. It's like that is actual real life going on in your mind of right. like when you don't have the resolve of the insanity that comes in your mind of like, I got to fix this. Like it's out, it feels out of control. Right. We you know? don't like something undone. Right. It, even like, I don't know if you've seen those uh, like unsatisfying TikTok videos. You, It's like showing somebody like wiping down, like wiping up a spill, but they leave a drip. Oh. And you're like, oh. That's awful. <laughs> I know. Or it's like, there's all these, um, maybe like something that, like um, mechanical pencils and they're pushing down all the lead to be even and then one they just leave up and you're ah, like, go back. So giving you me a panic attack right now. Yes. Oh or um, another one is um, like a mug where there's like a thumb print kind of missing. So when you pick up the mug, your thumb goes into the liquid. <laughs> it's just these things that are like, Ugh, stop right. designing things yeah, and doing like things that. that are unsatisfying. It's because we like... There's something neat and tidy in our mind. Like our minds crave yeah. this tidy resolve. And yet when we have a solution in front of us and we have to go th- into the storm to create the solution or to create resolve for ourselves, we tend to run away from it. Mm-hmm. We're more afraid of the process of creating resolution than we are like motivated by the reward of resolution, even though we feel this total relief. Right. And and I did. I've been this is like a situation that I've been like lamenting about and navigating and trying to help everybody involved. And I like finally just being like, Yeah, it's over. Can't sure. do this anymore. It's sure. gotta be done. But saying that like is literally I was as gentle and as loving as I possibly could be. So for me, I was trying to speak the truth in love and with gentleness, but to only to the degree that I didn't kind of dismiss the truth of it like I did say the thing that needed to be the things that needed to be said um, but after I shared this 
um, my friend Allison, who if I've I've like shouted out so many times in this podcast in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. She's virtually um, a guest on yeah, this Yeah, she's podcast. basically a guest. She would be a great guest. Um, okay, so she sent me this quote from the book Untamed, but it's actually um, Liz Gilbert who's quoted in the book, and it says, what is better, uncomfortable truth or comfortable lies? Every truth is a kindness, even if it makes others uncomfortable. Every untruth is an unkindness, even if it makes others comfortable. Mm. And I love that so much because I um, I just, you know, I've always said like my biggest fear is living a lie. Yeah. And that's because I feel like just I crave that total authenticity that we've talked about and yeah. the vulnerability and then trying to figure out the balance of privacy and, right. you know, authenticity and openness and all that stuff. But I think you can be private and not be living a lie. You can sure. be, you know, have like honesty with modesty, as Beth Moore says, mm-hmm. sharing, but not like oversharing. That's good because sometimes you're with those people that's like, you just, I'm, uh, I just met you, but you have to know everything because if you don't, you don't really know me. And yes. like, it's like, oh, okay, chill. Like, uh, I don't, I, you don't, everybody doesn't have to know everything. Yeah. You know, to like live a truthful, honest life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I, I totally get wanting to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, that's important. So, how does somebody, if they are a cow and they want to be a buffalo, how do you do that? Um, that's a great question. I think that when once I told you about <laughs> how dumb it is to be a cow, that should be enough right. to motivate. Knowing it's dumb. Knowing it's a dumb choice. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, every situation you say, is this dumb? Is this a dumb choice? No, I think, I mean, I, I honestly do. I think like understanding the... Like really taking a look at the study of this guy, he I think he did a TED talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, understanding like the science behind literally running from a storm in the direction the storm is going, yeah, how that literally puts you in the storm for longer, and just understand. I think when you are finding yourself in a state of perpetual nervousness about a situation. It's like, okay, that's some that's because we don't have resolve and we know conflict is imminent. Mm-hmm. And usually when we have that sense of imminent conflict and this, those nerves, we go into survival mode and we which is we respond usually in fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. Or there's another one, a new one. Flight, fight, freeze, fun. F- no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Where who added the new one? I uh, probably a psychologist. So, She's looking it up. I'm gonna look it up because I'm. I feel like I would ask if you're being a cow. Like what? What? Uh, what are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of the storm that's coming? Are you afraid of like say this conflict that's in your life? Are you afraid of what's going to come of it? Are you afraid that they this person won't accept you? Just conflict in general, you're afraid of that because maybe that's not something you grew up with. Yeah. So I think it's not easy to just snap your finger and be like, okay, I'm going to be a buffalo now mm-hmm. because it could go very wrong if you're like, no, I'm going to face this head on and you approach someone with the conflict that's like <laughs> you don't approach it well, yeah. you know, without a plan. And it could be like, oh, I'm not, 
ever going to be a buffalo again. So it might even be like uh, trying to read like internally what actually is making you feel like you need to be a cow. Mm -hmm. If it's you just aren't good at conflict, how do you become better at conflict? Right. Um, facing those big fears, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it might so, start small. Yeah, I think it is. And I think it's recognizing what mode you're in. Are you in a fight? Like usually a cow isn't going to be in fight mode. They're, that's more of a buffalo response or mm -hmm. a, maybe a jellyfish response. Right. I'd so, love to see a cow fight though. Right. Yeah. I mean, bulls do that. Bull yeah, that's fighting. that's actually sad. I wouldn't like to see I that. Don't. <laughs> I don't. I was thinking them on all uh, like... Punching. Standing on their legs and punching yeah. at their hooves at each other. Like I actually, a cartoon. Yeah, I actually have seen and enjoyed a nice uh, <laughs> duel between two kangaroos that do stand uh, that and I've punch seen. each other. They've got like jacked upper body strength. Yeah, their pecs are yeah, <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, something going on there. Yeah, it might be the fact that they have tiny little short arms and they're still jumping around on them. It's the modern T-Rex. It is. It really is. But they will punch you. Um, and take a punch. Yeah. you Did you look up the fourth F? Yeah, I did. And actually, this is an interesting development. There's five. Oh. It says here on Cotswold Center for Trauma Healing. I love Cotswolds. <laughs> I love a good Cotswolds Trauma Heal. It says fight, flight, freeze, flop, or fawn. Flop or what? Fawn. So we know what fight or flight are. Um, but when more complicated neurochemical processes set in, our body might go into states of freeze, flop, or fawn, also re referred to as befriend or submit response, mm. which I can totally see in this situation we're just talking about. There's, I can see the freeze initially, but when you get to the point where like there is a conflict, they just roll over. I submit, you're right. Right. Or... Um, it's a, this sort of sense of just, yeah, befriend to um, protect. It's like Stockholm Syndrome almost, where you just kind of say, I'm just going to like accept and submit so that I don't have to walk into conflict anymore right. or so that I don't have to it's be targeted. Easier. Yes. Sure, sure. Yeah, if you're easy to be rolled over, it's just like, yeah, yeah. feel I'm I'm good. I don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. or the ramifications of conflict. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. So um, I think that that probably is the first step is when you find yourself in one of those, like that sense of like nervousness about something coming up or this constant situation that's like sort of looming over you. If you feel you're, like you're losing sleep at night, that's a good time yeah. to take inventory of, okay, what are the normal responses to this? Okay. And which one am I showing okay so that shows that i'm in like some sort of distress to fly into fight flight freeze fawn or flop or whatever did i get them all i think you got wow, it okay. wow um so if you are if you're going into one of those modes then it's a sign that you're having a trauma response mm -hmm. and or not or maybe a distress response so then that's a good time to say okay i am feeling in distress <laughs> i can either walk toward this or charge at it and like a buffalo pursue resolution or I can stay in one of these like response kind of things where I'm in a biochemical shutdown. Right. And I think just being aware of it 
that so many that's what so many of those messages were were like I needed to hear this. I'm in this I'm in a specific situation where I needed to go into the conflict and get it over with. Yeah. And I'm like, good, do it. Right. It sometimes people just need to realize what they're doing. Sure. And then just reminding yourself over and over. That's good. Yeah, I don't know if it's helpful because it's, it's really just a practice thing. You have yeah, to just sure. keep practicing. I think you, you'll never get better at it, though, if you don't actually try. Right. You know, I, because it is scary. If you're not someone that has grown, I thought the dog was licking my finger, but it was just this little thing <laughs> hanging under the table. <laughs> so I got scared. But I think if, if it's not something you've grown up with or done, you could be in your 30s, 40s, whatever, and you've never really dealt with conflict that much. Mm-hmm. It's very scary to yeah. know how it's going to be perceived. But I think in general, it is usually very much respected. Yeah. Of like, all right, even if we don't agree, at least you're opening up about this. You know? Yeah. I would say that a great little like a recommendation for a resource, if you're going into conflict, it is a book called Crucial Conversations. It's just this, um, it's a great, way to enter into high stakes conversations it just gives little tips and big ones but like one example of a small tip would be like going in with a win 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 mindset Mm -hmm. where it's like we want us both in the office win 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 yeah maybe it's just a win win but i think i added the win 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 because of michael but um yeah it's not like an i win or you lose it's like we want to figure out how we both win and so you walk in with a, a, like a mindset of here's what I here's what I want here's what I don't want like sure. as a boss you walk in to a, a an employee that's chronically late you don't want that what I don't want is for you as the employee to feel in trouble or like I don't value your work or that um, I'm that you're going to lose your job or that your work's not important what I do want is for you to realize you're actually super valuable and because of that I need you to show up earlier because we're all counting on you. And right, like you find some pivotal. common ground. Yeah. And that you can both, you, this is what we both want. Yeah. And rather than, here's what you're doing ba- wrong. Right. Here's where I'm right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you position like you you both to feel good at the end of the conversation. And so, um, yeah, so I feel like that's a really great book for entering into critical conversations, like high stakes conversations. So What yeah. was the book? It's called Crucial Conversations. Boom. Boom. So I leave you with that little suggested tip. Nice takeaway. Yeah, thanks. Never thought we'd talk about buffaloes and cows so much. Not sponsored by the Buffalo Bills, but But also Bills. Go Bills? Yeah. Hmm. This is our year. Is it? Yeah, Bills Mafia. All right. All right, listen. Go Bills. Go yeah. Buffaloes. The one takeaway. Go Buffaloes. <laughs> go many, many plural Buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, I hope that you guys all have a great week. We thank you for tuning in and we hope to join you next week. We're going to do a little Adam Zach's special guest. Yeah. Keep those acts of kindness rolling. Right? Yeah. I was going to sing Dream On by Aerosmith. Wow. That would have been really <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> but because I was in my mind thinking the words were roll on. <laughs> Dream roll on. on. Roll we could do that little parody. Okay. Cool. Well, nailed it. Nailed it. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.